Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Scream ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with global dining access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Good afternoon. Hello. How are ya? You don't know Rob Lucas at all, do you? friend and uh well friend of mine and and close friend and uh and colleague of tom savini's he christened me brad dugley oh no, no way. way and there was a there was an an actress friend of mine back way way back in in the day in liverpool who insisted that when i uh when i first joined equity the british actors union that i should change my name to brad douglas <laughs> I'm obsessed. So I guess we're on to something here. This is so far reaching. I love it. Worldwide. (laughs) I know. And Ash. Listeners of Scream, I'm sure you've already seen the episode title, and I'm sure you already listened to the intro, if you're here right now, and I'm sure you put two and two together. We have Doug Bradley here today, legendary actor. Guys, we're doing Hellraiser right now. I mean, you you know who he is, right? I don't think he needs any introduction. He is one of the nicest people. He is so insightful. He is just a pleasure to be around, a pleasure to talk to, and we had the pleasure of doing just that. In this episode, we play some games with Doug Bradley, we just talk to him, we have a grand good time, and we're just so excited that you guys get to listen to us. So, with that, this is part one of Elena, Caleb, and Ash playing games with Doug Bradley. You want to play games, then we should we should play, um, what's your porn name? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Getting right into it. You find this out. I'll sh- I'll share mine with you. You find this out. Your first name is the name of your first pet. Okay. Oh man, mine's Oof. weird. <laughs> yeah, mine's weird already. And your your last name is the name of the street that you were living in at the time that you had that pet. Plus, are you doing porn? Yeah, I'm doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a perfect moment for Nikki DeSoto Hello. to arrive. 
Nico DeSoto. Nico DeSoto. That's a good one. And uh, I I am Kim Towers. Ooh, oh, that's a really good okay. one. That makes sense. Squeaky Taylor. Squeaky, Squeaky Taylor is Tom Sabini. Oh Taylor. <laughs> that's phenomenal. That. Mine would be Mulan Purchase. <laughs> Mulan so. Purchase. Yeah. Purchase? I like that. Yep. Mine would be Charlie Purchase. Charlie Purchase. The Purchase Sisters. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Much in demand, I would imagine. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like we'd be good. I think so. Yeah, I'm clocking in with a, a Luca Rimview. Good. Rimview. Wow. 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 <laughs> you were made for porn, Caleb. Whoa. The, the rest is silence, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was going to say, I one. bow out respectively. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So, um, anyway. Steph threatened to pop in and say hello. Yes. There you are. Now I'm waving. Hey, screamers, I'm Ash. I'm Elena. I'm Caleb. And I'm Doug. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> People stop me and, and say, um, were you, were you pinhead? <laughs> I sometimes say, sometimes. I like that. I like that. Keep them guessing. I am forever. Yes. <laughs> Does anyone say, are you Elliot Spencer? No. Okay, because that was one of my favorite parts of it. So, <laughs> Yeah, we definitely have a big Elliot Spencer fan over here. We but, do. Uh, hello, everyone <laughs> listening, and welcome to this very special episode of the Scream Podcast. Um, we're not on the same page. We have Brad Dugley over here, as you know him, <laughs> Doug Bradley. You can call him whatever. You can sometimes call him Pinhead. He is the star of the iconic Hellraiser franchise, where he sometimes portrays Pinhead. <laughs> Just call me a pinhead. No. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Never. And, and we're currently in the middle of the Hellraiser series on Scream right now. I've been making everyone watch it. You're making your way through the entire series. Wow. We, yeah. Well, we're going to stop when you stop. Yeah, we're stopping That's at seven. That's my rule. <laughs> Hard line in the sand. When you stop, I stop. <laughs> I could not possibly comment on, on this decision. <laughs> I hear you. So, uh, so if you're halfway through what you've you've just reach the end of budline i guess we just did inferno actually okay not enough you in there not enough me. at all it's kind of weird isn't it what what was strange about that as well was when when they i mean that's fine you can do that that's i, I don't have a problem with that um but when the dvd came out there's only one image on the front of it it's you know full head of pinhead and i think apart from anything else it kind of you know, it's a bit there towards the fans <laughs> to do that. You know, if you're going to use Pinhead bang to, to sell the thing and then give him two scenes in the movie. Um, it's, uh, it, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I will admit that when I when I got this, the, the screenplay, because it, it, it was weird because when we'd, after we'd done Bloodline, we, and I was, I was, Still living in London then, but I I was had been over here for a while doing publicity um, ahead of the release of the movie, and there was a young guy, won't name names, but really nice guy was a, an executive at Dimension Films. There were a, a couple of guys around Dimension Films then who were really really nice. The only time that I really got to know any of the executives at Dimension at all. And I had a conversation with, with him, which he said, uh, it it looks 
it looks like we're going to lose Pete Atkins from the series, who written the screenplays for Hellbound, Hell on Earth, and Bloodline. Uh, and it looks as though we're losing Clive as well, which kind of leaves you last man standing from the original film. And we were wondering if you would be interested in being involved in in a, an executive producer role, because we think we're going to go again. We think we're, we're going to a fifth film. And I said, sure. And time went by. And uh, he he, as you know, tends to happen and particularly tended to happen at Dimension Films, uh, disappeared. And then I just, I, I got this package in the post one day, which was a script with a letter, which kind of was completely impersonal and just kind of said, um, you know, if, if you would be interested in reprising your role as Pinhead, um, please let us know. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> That's it. Like, let uh... us know. But if you don't, no big deal. We could care less, you know. It was kind of wow. <laughs> well, it, no, they didn't. They, it didn't say that, but it felt. But it felt that way. I bet it did. Spoken bit. Yeah, they're like circle yes if you're interested. Yeah, yes or no, maybe. That that was the come down from, you know, executive producer to. Damn. Hey, do it if you want to. And I did start, you know, I, so I started making my way through the, through the script, and I um, I really liked the beginning. I really thought what they did at the beginning was very clever because there's nothing there uh, at the beginning of the screenplay, at the beginning of the film, to suggest you're in a Hellraiser movie until you get to that first murder scene. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a Hellraiser fan, you know everything. You know everything that went down. You know the history of what happened to whoever the poor sod was who ended up in this mess, uh, uh, the negotiation of the box, the opening of the box and, and the hooks and chains and everything. And I thought that's it's clever that you run across a Hellraiser movie kind of um, at 90 degrees. I, still, I didn't really think the movie worked from there on. It, it, it's, it, honestly, it's the only, the, the only one in the, in the series that I just, it doesn't quite happen for me. Plus, Craig Craig Sheffer does a fantastic job, but he's on a hiding to nothing because that guy is such an an irredeemable bastard. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And he's never off screen, and he has nowhere to go. No, a nasty piece of work, <laughs> really so miserable true. human being from start to finish. So I'm and I'm making my way through the screenplay, and you know I'm thinking, okay, page twenty. <laughs> Page 30. Am I here? <laughs> Where am I? We're getting there. In this film. Oh, here I am. Oh, there oh, you are. I've gone. Okay. Yeah, it's just your face really quick. <laughs> page 100, page 110. Oh, look, here I am again. And that's wow. Um, so that was a little weird, but, you know. Yeah. It's really interesting that you... Uh that you put it that way because that's kind of exactly how I envisioned it going, mm -hmm. you know, when you were going through the script because it <laughs> feels like, okay, yeah, you're here for one minute in the first 10 minutes and then uh, an hour goes by, you kind of forget you're watching a Hellraiser movie for a bit if you don't, totally. if you don't look at it right and then you go, oh, there we go, we're here again. That's exactly how I felt watching it too. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't, um, I, I didn't like the tone of the writing at the end. Um, it, 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 it's a very fine line, and I put this to Scott Derrickson, who's gone on to bigger and better things, God knows. So, you know, um, uh, I, I went to talk to him about it, and he said, oh, God, please, if you, if, if you want to rewrite Pinhead, then please do, 
because it was the hardest thing we 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 had to do was find the right the right voice for him but it was only the language that he would allow me to change because i said to him i i think the whole tone of this ending is wrong mm -hmm. that's exactly what we said that kind of uh you know the the flesh is killing the spirit of i got yeah um mm -hmm. it felt like it felt like this is um this is this is this is a good thing and this is a bad thing and the bad thing is killing the good thing and that's a bad thing <laughs> and this is your uncle pinhead you know <laughs> that's exactly that's... what it felt like be nice to mommy and daddy and look both ways before you cross the street and i'll see you again sometime same place next <laughs> see you week. later you know yeah like yeah pinhead, friendly neighborhood cop you know um yeah, yeah exactly i said to him i i think it's I think it's a very, very fine line between clearly Pinhead deals in morals and clearly the whole world of Hellraiser, like so many horror films, uh, deal in the world of morals. Um, but there's a difference between being a moralist and a moralizer. Um, and I felt, I felt, I, I said, I think this is falling in, into the latter camp. It feels like he's... Mm -hmm preaching a bit um mm -hmm. that's not right but he wouldn't let me change it that's, that's so crazy language but not not the tone of what was being said that kind of moralistic tone was exactly what he wanted i said i think it's i think it's dead wrong but you know i'm just the hired hand so <laughs> i'm just pinhead <laughs> but that's how we felt too was the tone was off it felt like in the other movies pinhead like there was like a fun to it. Like he was having fun and he was enjoying himself. Yeah. And in that one, I was like, he's not having fun and neither am I. Like none of us are having fun here. No. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe that was the No. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I did just think that the um the tone of that was was out of place. Yeah. As you say, he's, sure. he's always what I've always said, you know, is he's he's no boogeyman. He's He's not waiting around the corner with the stiletto blade waiting to jump you. And there's this whole process that has to be gone through. Somebody has to reach a point in their lives where they, for whatever reason, however, they're going to become aware of the existence of the lament configuration and be fascinated in it enough to want to track it down. You have to physically track it down, which clearly isn't easy. Yeah. Um, you go through that negotiation process, um, which isn't really about it costs this much and, and you know, what's it worth. Uh, um, then you have to work out how to open the thing. Uh, and at, in Hellbound, when uh, Tiffany opens the box and, and the Cenobites are on her and Pinhead says, no, it, it's not hands that call us. It's desire. So it's not just the physical process of opening the box. It's the motivation behind what you're doing. And then finally, finally, you'll 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 get to confront Pinhead and the rest of the Cenobites. And even then he wants to stop and, you know, have a conversation with Chat you. Chat for a minute. <laughs> the best part. Um uh, because he wants to tease out the stuff lying in the in the dirty corners of your head and your heart that even you don't particularly want to admit to and you know that's what he's interested in. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then we'll get to the hooks and chains <laughs> <laughs> there's always that yeah so it's it's a long process that, that has to be gone through 
and you know that it's always steeped from the get-go with Clive's brilliant writing in the first film and the but then Pete took up the baton so well from uh, Hellbound onwards that you know that that darkly sardonic um voice that that Penhead has yeah well Doug you were just a fountain of behind the scenes and introspective information it's hard to even get to the questions now because you already I know because I'm just like <laughs> I feel like you already got through so much but wow forgotten about it all by now but I'm not allowed to <laughs> Well, trust me, you could talk about it forever with us. Um, totally. We're not going to ask you too many straightforward questions, but we do have just a few before we get into like the fun game. It's extraordinary to me, you know, if I could if if I could take you back to sitting in the in the in the makeshift makeup room on a cold Tuesday morning in Cricklewood in North London. <laughs> I somehow feel like I'm there with you right now. <laughs> I do we're too. All there. Earning union minimum rates to play this guy with no name buried in latex who's going to be on screen for less than 10 minutes, you know. <laughs> all that work. I, You know, you wouldn't have found me sitting there saying, you know what, I think in 40 years' time I'll still be talking about this. <laughs> yeah. I know, that must be so strange. Very surreal. Yeah. It is. It's, it, it is extraordinary. Um uh, you know, I'm very fortunate, and the, the 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 fan base is amazing. You couldn't ask for a more loyal and uh, knowledgeable fan base. And I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm uh, I'm I'm 68, and I'm still getting offers of work because of it. Uh, and in this profession, that you know, that's something to be to be grateful for every day, really. But that's kind of also a testament to you because you were on screen for so little time in the first movie, but obviously that was all it took for everybody to be like, "Excuse me." Well, I think it's I think it's a coming together of everything. To be honest, mm -hmm. I think I think uh, you know I, I won't engage in false modesty. Yes, I'll, I'll own my part <laughs> in it, but you it's also it's all it's Clive's vision, mm -hmm. it's Clive's language, it's uh, Jeff Portis's. Uh, makeup, which he designed working with Clive, uh, and um, uh, and Jeff applied the makeup, and he was, you know, he was he was like my my really was like my soulmate through through Hellraiser. I mean, he never left my side. Uh, obviously, through the hours of applying the makeup, with me peppering him with questions through the first couple of applications, <laughs> um, but. Through the hours we spent on set, he was he you know he was always at my side as as all the makeup artists I, I worked with on the series were. Um, uh, it's Jane Wild Goose's magnificent costume, um, and it's Robin Vigeon's brilliant lighting, and it's 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 everything, just you know, comes together. And so um, I I'm, was very very fortunate to be. Um, standing in that place at that time. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the lighting because really, I think one of the best parts about the original 87 Hellraiser is the lighting. I mean, the mm -hmm. blues are so blue. Everything feels so dark and melodramatic. I mean, it is really great. It And it that Robin declares, uh, um, deserves enormous credit because I think as everybody knows, um, it, Clive had never directed a film before and he really didn't know the technical ins and outs of filmmaking and he could very easily have 
been saddled with a Jobsworth um, uh, director of photography who would have seen him coming from a long way off, you know, and thought, I've got to write one here. I can uh, I can pull the wool over his eyes and run rings around him and 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 we we can all take an easy ride here. Um, Robin recognised, I think, very quickly that in Clive he had someone extraordinary because Clive could talk in great detail about how he wanted it to look, and he could cite you know Dura engravings and and old master paintings and and photographs of this and references to that um, and he knew in his head how he wanted it to look. And I can remember standing on set, hearing these conversations initially going backwards and forwards between Clive and Robin and Robin saying, well, uh, we can do that. I can do that. Now, if we do that, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this, which is going to take time, but we can do it. If we do do that, then you're going to have a problem later on when you need to do this and, and you know, and you run the risk of putting yourself behind schedule, but we can get it done if you want it. Um, and then at some point, Robin took Clive to one side and taught him lenses and lighting and how you know, the, the uh, drew back the curtain and revealed, revealed the mysteries to him because then the conversations changed slightly. Clive would be saying, um, Robin, can we put a 30 mil on this? And, and you know, and I'd hear Robin saying, oh, God, why did that? <laughs> why did I do that? Why did I tell him? <laughs> now he not only knows what he wants, he knows how to get it. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't lie to him anymore. <laughs> Sold the sauce. But it was a great, they had a great relationship. Robin met Clive head on to put his vision on screen. And it it shows. That's beautiful. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or thousands, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. Manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications with ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard. Plus, you can access industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post, with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Use promo code WONDERY today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code WONDERY. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. 
Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, so, Doug, I mean, obviously you're really attached to the Pinhead character. Uh, what do you think are some of Pinhead's most defining characteristics? Like, what makes Pinhead Pinhead? Hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, it's just me. <laughs> I don't, but I think... what. what... Is he he says at one point I can't remember which movie I am so exquisitely empty, and that's um, one of my ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I think is that the third one. <laughs> uh, and I think I think he doesn't mean that, but I think he does mean it. Uh, if that makes sense, um, it does. A lot of him remains a mystery to me, and I don't mind that. I never really felt like I I reached the point where I I knew definitively who this who this character is. Uh, where else does he, he he says is it Hellbound? I think uh, we have no more surprises, and I always thought that's that's a that's a statement of being emotionally dead, you know. Yeah. You know, you wake up in the morning and it's kind of our god-given right to go through the day being pissed off or bored or thrilled or excited or ecstatically happy or terribly sad or what you know whatever the day throws at us full of surprises is is a very good way to live to be able to say we have no more surprises nothing 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 so i think i think there's a there's a there's a deadness in there literally and metaphorically um and he's a bit of a chameleon, I think, as well. He will adapt himself to the people and the situations that he finds himself with. But I never, I never really felt the need to kind of uh, finally answer that question. I had kind of lots of, lots of metaphors at, at work. You know, I, um, I've always said that. Well, I um, use the idea in in my uh, book that. Um, a kind of musical analogy that if uh, if Freddie is rock and roll, which I think he is, um, then Pinhead is a requiem mass. Wow, that's like perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, he belongs in a deeper, darker, older, more mysterious mm-hmm. place. I think so. I don't have definitive answers about him, but I'm 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 okay with that. I like that you're you're keeping the mystery alive. Yeah, and Pinhead is not definitive. <laughs> No, I don't think so, no. Okay, so I actually want to deviate a little bit. Um, We're big fans of reality TV over here. Do you have any guilty pleasures? Like, do you watch any Zeus Network, Real Housewives, Too Hot to Handle, anything like that? (laughs) For some reason, I think no. (laughs) Um, I watch an awful lot of stuff, far too much stuff, really, at the moment, um, because the the final season uh, just dropped on Amazon Prime. and I just des- uh, I decided uh, before I watched the final season, I wanted to go back to the beginning and watch everything. So I'm working my way back through, um, in my opinion, the the brilliant Mrs. Maisel. 
Oh, that's one I haven't watched yet. You're actually the second person to say that yeah. to me today. It's wonderful. It, it is so funny. Rachel Brosnan is mm-hmm. brilliant. The entire cast is wonderful. The writing is so whip smart. I I I stop laughing and I find myself wondering why I'm not laughing anymore. And it's probably <laughs> not it funny. It's just because there comes a point where you can't keep laughing. <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliantly funny, and so I'm 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 nearly halfway through season four, and I think I'm enjoying it even more. Rewatching it um, now, and then I'll get into season five, which is the the final season. And I figure by the time I've I'm done with that, the last episode of Succession uh, oh. will have dropped on HBO Max. Uh, so. So good. I can go into the into the final season of Succession, which I have a strange relationship to, because I I hate every character in that thing. Yep. But you love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> yep. I'm like, why do I like these people? <laughs> but I, I hate, hate the world they're in. Yeah. I mm-hmm. Hate everything about it. And is it the end of season three where they're on the luxury yacht? Is that season I'm gonna... three? I can't remember. <laughs> I remember thinking, you know what, if this yacht blew up now. (laughs) It would be fun. I I really wouldn't care. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. (laughs) It would be a shock, but I really wouldn't care if they all died right now. So, um, Yeah, it's weird. Very strange relationship, but it's it's brilliant. I also don't know what they're talking about ever, but I'm like so invested. (laughs) Like they'll talk about certain deals and I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, I have no idea what that means, but it sounds great. You know what to root for, but you're like, at the end of the day, what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's brilliantly written. Um, Guilty pleasures. I I don't, well, if it's a pleasure, it's not really guilty, is it? Um, Yeah. you really sound like Pinhead right now. I was just going to say, I was very Pinhead of you. I inherited this this one from um, uh, Steph more because she she uh, she fancied Jeremy Wade than because she's a fan of fish. But um, I've always been a fan of uh, River Monsters, and I'm 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 watching the final season of that, kind of dipping in and out as I go along. I've never watched that. I yeah, fill me into fill me into River Monsters. Um, it's Jeremy Wade fishing for river monster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Wait a it. second. It's I think I'm familiar with tweet. this now. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> uh, he's he's an English guy, uh, specialist uh, fisherman. Um, but it's it's amazing stuff. The program that I am absolutely gripped by at the moment, uh, and the new season is is running right now, is. Um, the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, I oh, wanted okay. to see that. So creepy. Oh, wow. I'm so interested in that. It 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 is the weirdest thing I've mm-hmm. ever seen. And I and I think part of what makes it so genuinely distressing is it's not it's it's not like the ghost shows, you know, it's not it's not did you hear that? What was that? What was that? Um, uh, but nobody, nobody ever really sees anything, and you never, you never really know if anybody heard anything. And um, the uh, the the EVPs, you know, you hear that? this is my favorite. 
<laughs> help me. Please help me. <laughs> Let's hear it again. <laughs> the power of suggestion yeah. with those. Um, Everybody has a different idea of what yeah. was said. You're like, I don't know. I thought I heard chicken nuggets. <laughs> the, um, the music drives me around the band because they, they score the things like um, like it's a horror film. Mm-hmm. And part of the thing is you're, you're supposed to be, you know, waiting in anticipation in total silence and they say did you hear that i I (laughs) invariably say from from the comfort of my my lazy boy there's my guilty pleasure (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one well if if the uh if the music would shut the fuck up i might be able to hear what you're talking about but i can't because the music. you need the suspense you know otherwise no you don't the suspense I, I I really disagree. I um if if I was producing such a show, I would the first thing I would say is no music. Or not while not while that's happening. The suspense scarier. Is, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. The silence is maddening. Yeah. Did something just happen or didn't something just happen? Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're none the wiser because the the music's so loud you can't hear anything anyway. Yeah. Are in in there technically? I don't know, really. Absolutely. Um, uh, I do like. Here's <laughs> a good one. I do like. Well, I'm excited I like to watch a, a bit. I I, I, do, I I don't follow it closely, but I do like to watch a bit of Crisley knows best. Oh <gasps> my god! We just became best friends <laughs> right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I've heard them talk about we it a fair amount of times. We love. Well, we love the show. We'll yeah. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the prison time? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're in trouble. And I'm not surprised. No. No, nobody is. I don't think anybody we were is. all waiting for that. It's uh I, I don't know what it is. It's ridiculous. That's a guilty kind of, pleasure. You, I, I watch it for five minutes with, with my jaw on my knees and then yeah. shake my head and, and move on. <laughs> but but for that moment. But we love Nanny Faye, right? I remember when Steph and I found it. I think we were in a, a hotel at a convention. We were flipping through the channels and we kind of stopped and went, the fuck is this? What the hell is this? I think that's how everyone finds it. Yes. What the fuck is this? <laughs> we watched like three episodes back to back, I think, in utter disbelief. Yup. <laughs> that's when you know. It's so bad it's good. <laughs> See, this is the guilty pleasure we were trying to get to. That is it. We hit the nail on the head. And also, if you love Mrs. Maisel... I think it's Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah. Right, is the writer? Yes. Watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, the writing is amazing. I noticed good. that she did the Gilmore Girls and I'd, it's great. I'd seen the Gilmore Girls and oh, I hadn't seen it. I'd, you know, seen it pop up on Netflix and I kind of thought, nah, probably not. <laughs> You'll love it. If it's the really writing good. is as good and it's all it her. It is. It's all her. Her and her husband for part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing that it's not a team of writers because each episode is like an hour long. Oh yeah, huge. Man. But the the dialogue is is uh, there are bits I just want to catch and stop and freeze and uh, um, Gilmore Girls. That's how it. Gilmore Girls yeah. is. It's the witty banter. <laughs> just for you. Oh. Put the Gilmore Girls on. Be still. Like, yeah. Lengthening <laughs> of, of things to be seen. Um, uh, I I do also like um, Scandinavian. Uh, and and European um, police procedural murder mystery. Those are always the best. There's a ton of those mm-hmm. on Netflix, and I I sort of work my way through those. I just watched a a really good. Uh, some of them are terrible. Um, 
<clears throat> and you can you can you can come to the end of those you know those Scandinavian detectives where everybody's dressed in in grey gap clothes. <laughs> Everybody lives in a minimalist white house. Oh, the worst. Um, They're all uh, scars guards. Um, but I watched a really a really uh, cool one. Uh, well, one, one I, I can't remember the name of now, but was was what the hell was that? No, I think that was Austrian. Um, it was a, a a woman who was the the um, the the funeral director and mortician, and and kind of coroner all wrapped up in one. Was it you? <laughs> I was like, what? Turned turned <laughs> detective to um, find out who murdered her husband, who was hit by a hit and run driver right outside their house, um, and then she becomes a killer. So she's she's um, she's. I want to watch that. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, possible, but I I can't I cannot remember the title of it. Um, uh, Google these I'm search do some terms. Low Googling on the <laughs> side. But I just uh, that was kind of it, it stretched credibility a, a little. <laughs> but it was, yeah. It was, it was oh, yeah. Went along. Well, of course, if you're if you're a funeral director, it's an awfully good way to dispose of corpses. It is. That's true. You know what you're doing. And there's a lot of empty coffins lying around. Um, exactly. Is it Woman of the Dead on Netflix? It, I think it is. Yes, I think it well, is. I want to okay. watch that now. There's another one that sounds a bit similar which which is called nobody dies in something or other which i haven't watched yet but i, I think mm. that's it one of the dead and i i just finished watching an icelandic series called Katla. Mm. i think i've got that right um i'm gonna take your word for it i don't know what it is uh <laughs> it's, it's actually the, uh, the the name of an actual volcano in um ah. uh iceland and it's a brilliant setup um, I won't well, no spoilers in this at all, but um, so right at the beginning, Katla has begun um erupting again, but very slowly, it's not doing anything massively dramatic, pyroclastic flows, and you know, not not doing a Mount St. Helens, it's just very slowly erupting and has been doing over a period of time, and there's kind of a cave inside the volcano and right at the beginning this form rises out of the lava and stands upright and it's a naked woman who's kind of that her skin is sort of like um uh, uh, cooled lava and she she just walks out and walks across this blasted icelandic landscape into the town where um it's revealed that she is a woman who lived there um, like 20 years ago. That's wild. And she's just like, hey, I'm back. Except that she is alive and well and living in Sweden with her son. Ooh. Ooh. I want to watch that. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I was it's, say. it's kind of a, it's it's cleverly done. Again, it it stretches credibility a little bit, but it's, it's neatly done, and uh, the ending is very nice, and there will be a second season, apparently. So. Ooh, I'm interested. Very M. Night Shyamalan twist. I have a whole list of things to watch now. I know, I'm excited. Better than M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not an you. M. Night fan? Um, I, I was quite early on, but, you know, and I started watching 
I watched the first couple of seasons of um, the series he did on Apple TV. Oh, I know which one you're talking. I never got into that. I watched so many things. I can't remember the damn titles. Things <laughs> um, That's relatable. That's something. I can't remember what that was. Um, and I, I really liked the first season. I kind of, but I, it, it lost its grip on me going into the second and and I think I think it's third season now. Or something. Oh, was it a servant? Yes. There oh. we go. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I never got on a server. I am very uh, hit or miss with M. Night, but I don't know. I have a weird love for his movies. Uh, even, you do. Even the ones that are bad. I mean, I don't love all of them. I mean, there's some that I, I won't speak on, but... Um... <laughs> the Village was clever. That was that was the first of I his. I was just going to say The Village. Very cleverly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that I one love a lot. The Village. And then it completely fell apart in the last five minutes. It didn't make any sense. A little bit. <laughs> How do you feel about Signs? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I would say watch Signs. It's a very interesting one. Yeah, that one's interesting for sure. And I what, what's the one with the with the ele- everybody in the elevator? Uh, Devil. We actually oh just covered we just that, covered that. Uh, not too long ago. I hated that movie Absolutely a lot. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. It's bad. Devil isn't great, but <laughs> I have a weird uh, I have a weird love for it. I want that hour and a half of my yeah. life back. I did not like that. Movie. Those those moments were were clever when you have the kind of blackout in the elevator and then you come back and oh my god what what happened but it's it's kind of the story is awful it's yeah. very catholic oh, it's yeah very it's very uh, so the, catholic no offense to catholics but no but it was a, it was a lot <laughs> yeah when i first saw devil uh i was much younger and i didn't i wasn't aware of all the religious allegory at the time <laughs> Rewatching it i was like oh this is this is different, and I still enjoy it just because not of what it was. Not subtle, but... really, is it? No, 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 no. not at all. <laughs> not at it, all. Is, it is there. <laughs> it's a lot. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout. When you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up, however you hydrate. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. So I guess we're kind of moving into uh, movies now. What what do you watch as the man behind Pinhead? You know, we all watch Pinhead. We all watch the Hellraiser movies. But what are you watching? Um, I, I'm, I've got terribly out of the habit of going to the cinema. Yeah, I haven't Me been too. to the theater Same in a few here. years, really. <laughs> or at least not often. COVID lockdown. You know, it changed things. Yeah, it, it really did. And I hate myself for it. Um, uh, and and I really shouldn't be in that situation. The, the last thing that Steph and I went to see 
in in the cinema. And here's a device a divisive movie to talk about was Skinnamarink. Oh, I still I've haven't heard a seen lot it. about that. I haven't seen that one. I either. get messages all the time telling me to watch it, but what's the basis? I don't even know what it's about. I it's have the, held it's off. It's kids, right? Well, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> it's I've never seen anything like it. Mm. And I think I've never seen anything like it because I think nobody's ever made a film like it. Okay. And um, I've completely lost the name of, of, of the kid who did it. And he did it for like 10 grand. Wow. And then, uh, it, it, it is so mysterious. And an awful lot of the time you seem to be staring at a blank screen a lot of the time you're staring at a blank screen. Um, Steph and I couldn't stop talking about it. We we just kept talking about it for like days afterwards and we developed our own narrative of it. I mean, I won't, I, and I, I won't go any further with that. If it, it would be unfair if you haven't seen it, but it's so elliptical and it's so strange there's not there's not there's no narrative as such there are no characters as such there are no scenes as such there's no screenplay as such it it, it is the 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 most original film i've seen in a very very long time and i thought it was an extraordinary piece of work couldn't get it out of my head. Wow. wow. We should cover that, guys. <laughs> I know. That's a... <laughs> Everyone that's uh, brought this up to me, they haven't they haven't put it so eloquently. Mm. And I also wasn't aware that that was the directorial debut of uh, the kid you're referring to as uh, Kyle Edward Ball. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that was his only thing. And this is like his project. And it was like such a low budget. I mean, you sold it for it's me. really d- divisive. I mean, if you, if, if, if you, if, if, if you, if you look around at, when when people don't like this film, they hate it. Yeah. <laughs> hate it. Really hate it. But it's 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 and I kind of understand it. It's the obvious response, you know, it's but nothing happened. Nothing happened. You have to think. Sat there for an hour and a half and nothing happened. Which <laughs> nothing happened. What's the point? Not a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt I felt that way. Trust me, I've watched all the Evil Bong movies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the, the the last thing I I saw in in the cinema. I keep adding stuff to you know my list in Netflix and and my watch list in Amazon and and my stuff in Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is Gilmore Girls now. Okay. Everything else comes after. <laughs> well, I I had kind of. Um, said to myself, well, if if that's Amy Palladino, then uh, I ought to go back and watch it because I, I just, I'm I'm amazed by how good she is. She's amazing. It's really really Truly. good writing. Yeah, it's 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 little bits and pieces of dialogue, like mm-hmm. um, uh, one I, and it's 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 perfect. It's 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 very very Jewish. The the humor is is utterly Jewish. Uh, it's just an in, an interchange of um, uh, what's the matter with you? Nothing's the matter with me. You've got that look all the Maisel men have when they have money problems or uh, money worries or problems with their prostate. 
My prostate is fine, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, so it's the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's so quick. And the dialogue is, and it, it is, it's, it's rapid it's like, fire. Yeah. You know? That's the same thing in Gilmore Girls. It's like a mile a minute. Right. Like yes. never take a breath. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will check it out. I'm selling you on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious. Do you have any really weird experiences from a film set that you could share with us? It could be on Hellraiser. It could be on any other movie, but just something really, really odd. Maybe out of pocket. Out of pocket. <laughs> Anything strange. Weird. Um, I've seen some very weird acting. <laughs> Weird or bad? Mostly from me. Um, I um, hate to disappoint, but I don't think so. No, that's okay. I just figured I'd shoot for it. You mean like, like supernaturally weird, or no, 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 just odd, like human human nature, odd. Someone acting. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Oh, I'm not. I. I I, I couldn't possibly talk about those moments. But, but, um, In code? But you, you encounter... Well, I'm not sure that I could remember details, but you, you, there are constantly moments where you kind of, you know, it's, it's just a kind of... Did that really just happen? Okay, guess it did. <laughs> just moving on. Move away. <laughs> uh, they're strange places, uh, film sets. You know, you all... They're, they're wonderful places to be in, and and I love it. But it is weird. You all arrive in one place, especially if you're if you're on location. You all arrive together in one place at the same time. Um, generally speaking, you know you don't know each other, um, and you you have to get to know each other very quickly. You know, and, and um, the the old truism for actors, you know, that you can you can get off a plane and and arrive on set and and have to play a deeply emotional love scene with with an actress that you were only introduced to five minutes previously you know um uh, i've never been in that situation but you know clearly that kind of thing happens or you know uh we're starting with your death um uh and you know um so there's a kind of a kind of unnatural emotional closeness that we that we all develop um and I, I you know it it gets mocked because we all we all talk in glowing terms about our colleagues on movies you know you you hear that all the time the the lovey talk the acceptance speeches where everybody is beautiful and everybody is wonderful and every single moment <laughs> of of making a film was wonderful and, and obviously that's never true <laughs> but at the same time it is because we have to we have to make this thing work we have to keep this balloon in the sky otherwise it'll all collapse in a in a heap on the floor so um so there are there are always you know it's 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 a dance from moment to moment so there are always kind of strange moments that go by but um i wouldn't dwell on those <laughs> Professional courtesy would not allow. <laughs> a true gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. I get it. Um, finally, uh, for these interview style questions, would you rather fight a flock of turkeys or a mob of kangaroos? Deep questions. <laughs> um, now, you see, being being an Englishman, um, I have no direct experience, or had no direct experience of turkeys or kangaroos hmm. uh, 
we don't have either in the UK, apart from the ones that are grown on farms and killed and eaten at Christmas, um, <laughs> which is when we eat them. Naturally. <clears throat> so I encountered wild turkeys for the first time uh, coming to live here. Oh. And having had to stop my car while an endless parade <laughs> of these things make their way across the road and watched videos of them all over streets and on top of houses and things. They're, they're very unattractive birds, too. <laughs> has to be said, with the best will in the world. No offence to any turkeys who might be watching. But, uh, <laughs> they're a bit horrifying. They they're are. scrappy, too. Yeah. They, they are very crabby. They're, they're very bad-tempered birds. Um, I don't trust them. And very noisy. Yep. Um, kangaroos, I've never been to Australia. Um, they box, don't they? And they'll they'll, yeah. they'll kill you with a with a whip of their tail. They're like buff too. Yeah, they're thick. Yeah. Yeah. I've also <laughs> seen a video of a man punching a kangaroo when a kangaroo had his dog in a headlock, and the kangaroo didn't do shit. Right. It kind of just stood back. It was like. So there's that to factor <laughs> into your decision. I'm just saying. It, it just stood there and it looked pissed and annoyed, but it was Does like, that change things? <laughs> yeah. Turkeys are fast. I think I looked it up. They can go up to like, I think like 55 miles And they an can hour. fly a little. Don't think kangaroos are slouches either. No. No, but slower than turkeys. Really? A little bit slower than turkeys. I'm just saying. Does this mean I, could, I might outrun a kangaroo, but I would not stand a chance against a turkey. You might not outrun either of them, if I'm being completely honest, but you ever had like a short, fast bird, especially one that looks like a turkey coming at you? Those things are horrifying. I had one geese, one goose running <laughs> one at geese. me, and it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> it's a traumatizing experience. I had a close encounter with a swan. Oh, they okay. can be mean. They can be super yeah. mean. Whoa. Cranes, too. Pretty. You ever been around mean. a crane? And an ostrich. Oh, that yeah. sounds It's on the other side of a fence, thank God. Oh, I was going to say. Those things, they're high. Mm -hmm. They look down at you with that eye. Mm-mm. You remember, you remember in that moment that these things are raptors. Mm -hmm. yeah. they, they are surviving dinosaurs. And this is exactly what it would feel like to be being watched at close quarters by oh. a raptor shortly before it took your head off. Um, I love that. Uh, so for that reason, kangaroo? <laughs> I've been reminded by, by another favorite line in Mrs. Maisel. You're talking about the guy punching the, the, the kangaroo. Um, I'll send you the video. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, I'll get his name wrong. Tony Shalhoub, I think, who plays Rachel. Tony Shalhoub. Uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, from Monk. Wonderful, wonderful performance. <laughs> he, he's, he's getting very angry and he says to this guy, he says, says, and if, if you ever insult my daughter ever again, I will punch you in the nose. It won't hurt. I'm not a strong man. <laughs> You literally sounded like him for a second. No, that was good. You that really was a really did. good that Tony was like Shalhoub. A little wild. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel as though I could I could make the turkeys run away. I feel like if I ran at them, flailing my arms and yelling mm -hmm. and shouting, they'd take off. I think you're a right. Flock? I don't yeah. know. The numbers scare me. Yeah, the numbers are worrying because they they could come down <laughs> behind you, couldn't they? <laughs> But when, when one you. of them runs, they'll probably all run. Yeah, you just got to get the big one to run away. I kind of have a grasp on what a turkey is. Kangaroos are 
It's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Trust me, they are. You ever see inside of their pouches? You'd think it'd be like furry, but it's just like it it's looks an like alien. insides. Yeah. Well, it's a it's it's an it's an it's an external womb, basically. Yeah. yeah. A womb that you could just look right into. A womb with a view, maybe. <laughs> a womb with a view. Yeah, and they stand on their tails, which is upsetting. I don't think all of them can. I think some of them are little bitches. I don't know. I've never met a bitchy kangaroo. A lot about kangaroos. I've had I I've had I had this conversation really often. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> I believe that. Probably as often as I'd like to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You should maybe smoke a bit less weed, I think. <laughs> Possibly, but you know, the kangaroo versus turkey situation is very important, trust me, Doug. <laughs> I think I think purely because I feel as though I could face the turkeys down and because they're birds, I have a kind of handle on what they are. Mm -hmm. um, kangaroos are just alien and they 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 no. I I'll take the turkeys. Me too. I feel the same way. How about you, Caleb? Let me do one more. What if I toss an emu into the equation? Uh well the emus are like ostriches, aren't they? Mm -hmm. They are, and that when they move around, their head stays in place, no, but their neck stay moves the around. away from those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Those things can run at 40, 50 miles an hour. So mm -hmm. you've got no chance. No chance. Yeah. Even, yeah, no, you, you know, even in a car, you'd be, in, you have to get <laughs> yeah. away yeah. from <laughs> Turkeys, yes. Emus, absolutely no. Not. No, 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 no. No. And they're, they're you know, they're, they don't fly. Then, well, do turkeys fly? They, they sort turkeys of can slightly like, fly they, a little it, bit. I'd say they hover. Just like a yeah, they can jump they do into a like short a tree. Hover. They yeah. can't jump continue, like a but they kind they of fly like, like squirrels do. Like the little rainbow jump. But they're kind of dopey, so it's not like a direct flight. It's just like a launch themselves at something. Look, you're underestimating turkeys. Those things are fucking freaky. They are. I agree, but not as freaky as kangaroos. They don't have outside wombs. Yeah, no. No, but and uh, I. I I saw one. I go I go out on I I um I indulged myself in an e-bike last year, um, which has has become uh, a wonderful part of my life. And I go <laughs> I go along the bike trails here, and I um I, I encountered a turkey. Okay, face to face. Well, not at at a, at a you know enough of a distance. Okay. Um, but we um we watched each other for a while. And then we went on its way. It wasn't <laughs> terribly interested in me. You got one of the easy ones. Just looked at each other a bit. Yeah, we, we were at a bit of a... I just stopped my bike and watched. Wow. And just a should. quick, hey. Kind of beautiful. Well, you have a couple more would you rather yeah, questions. Yeah, we have some more strange would you rather questions. Uh, go on then. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> These are horror-based ones. Yes. All right. Would you rather... Cut off your own leg to escape somewhere, a la saw, or would you rather wait for help without knowing if it's ever going to come? It would de it would depend on the situation. I I'm, hate to give a kind of obvious answer, but it would it would depend on how immediate, how completely terrifying, and how completely there is no other way out. I agree. What what is he escaping from? I would say like saw. Don't do something right now. I'm going to die uh, without question. Then I would take the leg off because I would stand a chance a chance of surviving. 
with a bit of luck, I'd have a belt on my jeans and I could put a, a tourniquet around, around my thigh if if I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, take the leg off of the knee. But, but what what are the what's how how am I taking my leg off? So I would say it's kind of like in Saw when they're like stuck in that little basement area, airtight. Yeah. You're gonna eventually suffocate down there if you don't get out. And you have a rusty saw. Oof. Hopefully you have a tetanus shot. That's a that's a lot of pain. Yeah. Where is the basement? You don't know. Beneath the main level. That's oh. the thing. You don't know if it's just a basement and you're going to walk out into the street or you're going to walk out into a warehouse or you're in the middle of the woods. You don't know. That's the thing. Location matters. Like if I'm in New Jersey, I'm probably cutting off my leg <laughs> to try to get out of New Jersey as fast <laughs> as possible. So <laughs> people who might be offering you help in New Jersey are probably worse than <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. So that's what like, I'm saying. I'm not. It. I'm not going to gamble with that. It's. I'm not winning either way. I need to get out as fast as possible. So you don't want help from matter. Teresa Judice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want fucking help from Teresa. <laughs> Highly on the circumstances, but if if I felt it was take this chance or without question die, but I don't know. I'm too much of a wimp. I probably, you know. Uh, the first of... little cut. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Wait for help. Someone will be alone in a minute. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, my pain tolerance isn't great. I'm probably just going to die if I start cutting off my leg. Like, I'm not going to react well in that situation. But again, if I'm in Jersey. It's exactly you have to do it yourself because I suspect that you'd probably pass out from the pain. You start you start sawing through living bone. It's true. Um, that's unimaginable. Um uh, so I suspect you'd pass out, in which case, you know, you can't keep sawing while you're unconscious. That's and then true. you're just going to bleed out. So Yeah, I was going to say that blood's, that blood is going somewhere. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, I'm hoping I've got I've got the belt on my jeans so I can put mm -hmm. a tourniquet mm. above it. But then maybe I have to cut my leg off at, at the top of the thigh. That, Ooh, that would be bad. No. Yeah, there's a lot of vessels up there. With my luck, I would start cutting and then help would arrive. You'd be done in five minutes. If I, yeah. Yeah. If I had to take my leg off that high up, I'd wait. Me too. If it was ankle, ankle, ankle? I think I could do it. Uh, what's, yeah. what's an ankle? <laughs> I'm the ankle. Uh, yeah. Who needs a foot? Nobody needs an ankle. <laughs> you guys got me fucked up. I'm really not cutting off anything unless I'm in Jersey. <laughs> like, Only, in no Jersey. Only in Jersey. There's no way. It's like the new one in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one I think is a good one. I want to see what you say about this one. Would you rather be trapped in a house with a killer and not be able to see anything? Or would you rather be trapped in the house with a killer and not be able to hear anything? So I'm either blind or deaf. Mm -hmm. That's sad. I, mean, I, I am physically blind or... Uh, yeah, it's just that everything's pitch dark, no windows, no lights, but I have my senses. I, I think you're basically physically Helen Physic or like Keller. Just, yeah, physically blind. Helen or no Keller. way you're seeing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're one of the two. <laughs> this one's a hard one. It, it is, and I'm thinking about, you know, what they say that blind people, that their hearing is very acute. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um and that they're able to sense presences even if they can't see them. I don't know. I don't know. Is the same true for deaf people? Is there 
is there sense of sight? I don't think so. I haven't heard that, but yeah. you do always hear it. If you can't yeah. see, the other way. you can hear better. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't work vice versa, but I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Probably go with blind because also if if this is my house, I know my way around. I'm mm. used to it. Uh, I know how to get from here to there. Um, and as long as I can do it quietly, I can be very acutely aware of everything that's going on in the house. I like that. You're going I think very that's daredevil a good answer. with it. And maybe use the fact that I know the house better than the killer does to my advantage. And that you can hear them, but yes. you can control how much sound you make. But if you couldn't hear, you wouldn't be able to do that. Mm. Like if you can't hear, you don't know if you're making a ton of noise. So do I have a flamethrower in this situation? No. Uh, no, you do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do I have We're not giving to? you a flamethrower in any situation. <laughs> Am I in my house? If I'm in my house, then I already have the flamethrower. You can't tell me. <laughs> you can be in your house. Sure. Okay. Remember, I've got that flamethrower in there. <laughs> exactly. I knew it would come in handy one day. <laughs> no regrets purchasing that. You'd miss and burn the house down. So, oh, there you, you go. Know. Controlled fire. Okay. <laughs> you hope so. You don't know. No, he's right. I also have the fire extinguisher to pair with it. Oh, one okay. in each that's hand. very true. Come on, one in each hand, you know? See? Because Ash went immediately. What did you say immediately? You didn't want to hear. I don't want to hear. If I can't see, I'd be freaked out. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't want to hear because I'm. then I can't see where the fire's going. See, and I was on the other... I was, like, in the middle. I couldn't figure it out because I think you, like, get... A lot of people say, I don't want to hear first, because seeing feels like the easier. I think it's also partly because, um, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but certainly when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time trying to, I think all kids do this, of um, closing your eyes or even putting a blindfold on yourself and trying to find your way around the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. It's, it's easier to imagine being blind because you can close your eyes mm -hmm. and you're effectively blind. You can do that any time. And you can make yourself have to focus on sounds, which I can hear going on in the house now, which ordinarily I don't really pay attention to. But that the location of the sounds, the movement mm -hmm. sounds, you'd know intimately the natural sounds that your house makes, and you'd know the moment something different happened. Yep. It's much harder to imagine being deaf. I think it is. I think so too. Mm -mm. Um, I'm with Doug. I'm sticking <laughs> with. I'm sticking with deaf. You're going deaf. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going flamethrower. You <laughs> <laughs> option C. <laughs> Are you operating the flamethrower blind or deaf? Oh, deaf. I need to see where the fire's going. <laughs> You're like, no, I need to see. Safety first with the flamethrower. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> if I can only hear it, um... <laughs> uh, it's going to go bad. All right, everyone. That was the end of our discussion with Doug Bradley. We will be doing a part two, and we will be continuing with the would you rather questions, and we have a bunch of other fun stuff to talk about with him. It was a pleasure talking to him. You can find him on Instagram at Doug Bradley, and you can look up his YouTube where he reads books to you. It's a real, real beautiful thing. 
And if you enjoy our show, you can find us on Instagram at Scream Podcast, on Twitter at The Scream Pod, and send us an email at screampodcast at yahoo.com, movie request to horror movie request at yahoo.com. My letterbox is at Horror Soup Caleb. I'm doing movie reviews there, and uh, you know where to find all the other stuff. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you later. Selena and Caleb, they met through some tweets. Exchanged some digits, now life is so sweet. Zooming all the time to record new episodes. Slanging the jokes to make our heads all explode. On PCP, I'm trapped inside a VHS. Scream, baby, scream, you know who do it the best. Through Anna's eyes, the team is ready to go. Fighting around the world, shout out to Russell Crowe. Oh, space penis and endless corn. I've wanted to scream since the day I was born. Best friends ever, truly the greatest team. Eggs, 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 we just living the dream. Space penis and endless corn. I've wanted to scream since the day I was born. Best friends ever, truly the greatest team. Eggs, 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 we just living the dream. Internet homies, yeah, we tight like that. You wanna mess with Scream? Well, we might fight back. I'm still in that VHS bad drug experience. A window that is secret. Johnny Depp, are you hearing this? We top notch podcasting the day away. What you say? Friendship on full display. My penis is in space. If you think that is odd, I'm wishing for endless corn and eggs for the squad. Uh, space penis and endless corn. I've wanted the Scream since the day I was born. Best friends ever, truly the greatest team. Eggs, 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 we just living the dream. Space penis and endless corn. I've wanted the Scream since the day I was born. Best friends ever, truly the greatest team. Eggs, 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 we just living the dream. Space penis and endless corn. I've wanted the Scream since the day I was born. Best friends ever, truly the greatest team. Eggs, 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 we just living the dream. Space penis and endless corn. I've wanted the Scream since the day I was born. Best friends ever, truly the greatest team. Eggs, 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 we just living the dream. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Scream early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin' Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin' Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, But after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.